This is the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm JP. And I'm Ben. And I put on a new shirt for everybody. I just wanted to point that out. I haven't worn it once. I've washed it, but what? Washed it, but I haven't worn it. Anything else? No. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> you guys should be excited for me. I don't get new shirts very often. They all have like pit stains and stuff in them. <laughs> I don't all dress right. to impress. Round so. of applause. Yeah. Why? Why not, Ben? Well, I don't either. I just like it's the rule of a fat guy. You wear Carhartt, and that's just it works. So, all right. Social media, door underscore disc underscore golf, night underscore owl underscore pod, and then doordisc.com where you can get all of your, I guess, disc golf needs. We have some fantastic stuff that just popped onto the sites, and we have the whale sacks in stock ready to go that have Mr. Harvey on. So our little owl logo, this one right here, it's plastered all over these whale sacks. It's fantastic. They're great looking. And then YouTube, we do have a channel. And then actually tomorrow, um, which would be Monday for the listening folks, which would be the day you're listening to it. Um, we are going to, Joe and I are going to go out and walk a course in Gills Rock, Door County, Wisconsin, and hopefully they'll get it put in. Um, Gills Rock is actually has the baskets, everything's ready to go. So they just want us to market. They'll start cutting and doing everything they need to do. So we're just going to go market tomorrow. Um, and then keep in mind, Ben, if you want to take it away and tell us about casual relief. Casual Relief is our sister, brother, family podcast uh, for just a break in your day where it's myself and two other members of the Door Disc Golf team, Matt and Michael, and we just kind of talk about all things disc golf, um, not so much like tournament coverage or like covering current events or news, but just kind of, you know, maybe things that are happening in the disc golf world that we might want to provide some commentary on, um, got some guests and some stuff lined up. We are on a couple week break um, just because I'm going to preserve next week and uh, everybody's schedules didn't line up this week. So this is a great opportunity to go back and listen to some of the previous episodes we had. We had a really good episode with state coordinator Mike Harrington, um, just provided a lot of insight into his disc golf career. Um, just a lot of a lot of content to go back and, and listen to. So. Um, be sure to head over and find Casual Relief on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and give us a like, comment, all that good stuff. Help us out for sure. Perfect. And the Mike Harrington interview was awesome. Um, really enjoyed listening to him and to hear that he says he doesn't like to speak publicly <laughs> and then for him to go on for two hours in awesome stuff, not just um, just fantastic information. He has a wealth of knowledge. Um and for someone that has been playing, what, 2012, I guess, is was his start or 14, something like that is when he said. And then, I mean, he, his wealth of knowledge is fantastic. So um, I suggest listening to that one. So with that being said, what is the one thing in you, your folks' lives <laughs> that you want to accomplish at one point or another? Just something big, like, I don't know, like do the continental divide on a bike on a unicycle or something like that. Um, I will go first. Are you guys familiar with the Barkley marathon? Nope. Not at all. Okay. 
So there's a good documentary. Is this that a I re- Charles Barkley marathon? No, no, it's not. I'm serious. Um, <laughs> Terrible. I think, serious. I think you guys would really like this documentary. Um, it's on a couple different streaming platforms, but it's called the Barkley Marathons: The Race That Eats Its Young, and it is the one I consider one of the sound like Charles Barkley. <laughs> um sorry but it is in all seriousness it is the hardest ultra marathon in the world um by all accounts and there's only been like 14 or 15 finishers so just to kind of give you a breakdown quick it's in frozen head state park in tennessee and it's not you don't run on like the traditional hiking paths like you are crossing all the terrain and the brush and it's next to brushy mountain um state penitentiary which is where james earl ray was um and you do five loops of this mare and each loop is 26.2 miles but it's actually more because of the guy that created the um the marathon his name is his nickname is lazarus lake um so he um what a great name so basically i'm trying to like without I recommend watching the documentary, but just to sum it up, you do five okay. loops of 26.2, even though everybody that's done it says it's actually more than that. It's more than a marathon of this trail. Mm-hmm. And along the way to mark that you have completed this, you have to um, collect, you get a bib number for each loop you do, and then you rip off pages off of out of these books that are planted along the route. And then that's what page you rip out of the book. And then you bring them back to show that you've completed it. Um, there's only been, you have, and you only have 60, I think it's 60 hours to do all five loops. So then like, if you time out, you're just done. And then if you do three loops, that's considered a fun run. Um, watch the documentary. This will explain everything more, but every year, every year you have to apply to get into the Barkley. No, there's no online application. There's nothing. The application process is secret. So if you know, you know, and you know how to apply and you know how to get in. They only take so many people. But I want to do the fun run, which is what's like one or two loops. And then like if you win it, then you get an automatic entry into that to the real Barkley. Um, but yeah, so the application's secret. Once you get in, then the application fee or like the race fee is like x amount of it's like three bucks and then an item like one year lazarus lake needed white dress shirts so everybody had to bring a white dress shirt (laughs) and top of their entry (laughs) fee and the race starts uh with him he blows a conch at any time because you don't he also doesn't tell you what time the race starts uh he blows a conch and then that's an hour warning and then he lights a cigarette and then that, as soon as he lights the cigarette and takes the first drag, that's how the race starts. <laughs> Jeez. So, so how, I want to do the, the timing run. done. What's up? How is the timing done? Does he just stand? Yeah, there he just... has a he has a he has a clock there, and then yeah, okay. he'll he'll come through. So you have sixty hours to do it. So obviously, it might take. And so divide that out. You have so many hours to do each loop, and you'll be timed out. So like, if you get you have 60 hours to work with. So like guys will do their, their loop and then, then they'll hang out and they'll sleep and they'll refuel. And then they'll be like, okay, I'm going back out. But I will, I will text both of you guys the link to the documentary. So you understand what I'm talking about. But to answer the initial question, I want to do 
before I die, I really want to do like the fun run in the fall. So, or not the fun run, but like the fall Barkley. Like it's just like the any that one that application's online. Like they just have X amount of spots. Like you just sign up and then you just go and do it. Um, wow, that's incredible. And I would never even think about doing something like that. But cool. <laughs> I'm excited to see this documentary though. Perhaps you'll be hooked. I don't have anything that cool or that kind of crazy. <laughs> um, I do. I just want to go to probably something. I don't know if I'll be able to ever do it, but um, I just want to go to one match at least at uh, every Premier League stadium. So there's Drink. 13 Premier League. Oh no, there's 24. Yeah. So, and it changes, you know, every year. So it could be, you know, you don't know who's going to be in like, because there's always three relegated, three uh, promoted from the championship. So, I mean, there's the mainstays, like obviously Man City, Newcastle, Manchester United, Chelsea, Arsenal, like there's like, you know, the top six teams that always stay, but it'd be fun just to you know, go probably and like see some teams that you have no idea or maybe have never seen like Luton town this year. They've won the <laughs> smallest stadiums and it's just gonna be crazy to see them. They've been promoted from, I think like league two. So like national league, not even in like, it's like the fourth or fifth tier. I think it's the fourth tier of uh, premier leagues of English soccer. And they've moved all the way up to the premier league this year, which is crazy. So pretty awesome. Are they, will they stand a chance this year? Uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, but like JP will attest to this. As soon as you make a tier jump, your annual income just increases tenfold because of the TV deals. Yeah. So like they could, yeah, they're getting a huge TV deal that they can like afford to bring in some people. But okay. most of that is probably being spent on the stadium renovations because as of this current moment in time, they can't host a match there because they do not meet any stadium regulations. Jeez. I don't, yeah, I don't even know how big their stadium is. It might 13, hold, maybe there's okay. I was gonna say ten. So yeah, wow, that's crazy. Same thing with uh, like Wrexham. They just moved up. I was just gonna ask that. And so they're so Premier they just, League now? No, no. Uh, okay. They're they moved up from the National League into like the actual, um, like second tier, and uh, yeah. So they're gonna get a, a significant amount of money moving up this year. And so, yeah, when does be a that big new deal. season come out of Wrexham? Uh, I mean, they could be filming it, or they could have filmed it right now because, like, the first season is when they officially uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob took over, mm-hmm. and so that was the whole first season was them like getting in, and then this was their second season of them like actually earning promotion and like moving up. So it'll be cool to see when it comes out. Cool. So they're basically a season behind at this point on that on the Wrexham right yeah they'd always they'd always be a season behind like the full like documentary would detail the whole season and then go into the next season cool so then you got 24 stadiums to visit across Europe and Spain right well just 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 England just oh yeah the the Welsh teams are not good right now (laughs) no okay yeah like but you can knock out, there or, yeah. I mean, the good news for you is you can knock out both Manchester's, both Merseyside, yep. all of London. Yeah. It's <laughs> doable. Like, it's doable. Yeah. Well, that's 
I mean, so we went on a baseball like stadium tour after college. We went like, and it was just because one of my good buddies had tickets. His dad got him a bunch of tickets, and on the way home, we just hit a bunch of stadiums. And I thought it was really cool. And I'm not a, like a, I don't do pro sports very often, like watch them. And I thought it was really cool. And I can imagine going to some of these like really historic places, like these venues that they've had around for, and the, I mean, the fans. I understand that soccer fans are just out of this world well you know what's crazy is today the cubs were playing <laughs> baseball in i think in london today i forgot who they were playing the really? uh, yeah and i don't know if it's what really happened is they had some like premier league mock-ups of the jerseys i don't know if they actually wore them but like there's someone had made some like jersey mock-ups of like actual soccer kits that the cubs would have worn <laughs> I don't know That's if they actually awesome. do that, but yeah. Now, are they playing an English baseball team, I'm assuming, or are they playing? No, no it was, they... Um, they were playing the Cardinals. Oh, geez. Okay, so they're doing kind of like what the NFL did, where they go over for a couple games or something like that. Oh, that's pretty mm-hmm. has Has baseball always done that? MLB always done that? It's like the third or the fourth year. Okay. Okay. Cool. So for me currently, um, I would say I would like to, I don't, I don't necessarily, well, I mean, obviously I want to finish it, but I would like to qualify for a Leadville, like the Leadville at one point. And it's just one of those things, like it's really far off. I don't know if there's truly a chance that I would ever qualify for a Leadville, but I think it'd be pretty cool um, if I could do that. The bike race, not the run. So, um, and that's in Leadville, Colorado, and the course is absolutely grueling. It's a um, hundred and... 100-ish mile mountain bike race, like high altitude, just just grueling weather, like right in the middle of July or something like that. It's just, it's nuts. So it'd be fun. Well, it'd be fun to qualify. I don't know if the race would be fun. It'd be fun once it was over. So that's me. So, all right, well, let's get into this, Ben. I'm going to ask you first. Why do you suck, man? Um, you haven't done this with us yet. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I necessarily suck. I'm just kind of a self-aware individual of where what my abilities are, and I try and learn from them from week to week. I'm self-aware okay. in the event, in the sense of that uh, you're going to have good weeks and you're going to have bad weeks, and you just try and mm-hmm. learn from the bad weeks and you know apply so them. C- currently, what is the reason you suck? Uh, I can't putt. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. The minis aren't working for you. Switching the minis aren't working for you. Man, we've overhauled the minis about seven times. <laughs> Nothing's working. I need to like go find a disc charger somewhere and, and charge them up. Because I'm just Those hitting work. I'm just hitting band and cage. I'm not hitting good metal. All right. Well, JP, why do you suck? <sighs> Running out of reasons. <laughs> I mean, there's there's <laughs> numerous, but I'm like disc golf wise, I'm running out of out of reasons why I suck. Uh, maybe not that I suck, but it sucks that I buy discs and I don't throw them. <laughs> it's for science purposes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. No, think I mean it just per, just per, like I just I've bought stuff and I just haven't been able to get out and throw them. So that's what's sucky. <laughs> So it sucks that the disc golf industry is putting out too many discs and you can't keep up. Yeah. Something okay. like that. Yeah. I get that. I get that. 
So I suck because I'm having a severe nose angle issue. Um, and I'm overcorrecting and throwing it directly into the dirt because I was having a nose up issue. And now I am throwing directly into the dirt. So right now I suck because of my nose angle. I thought of another thing too. Ooh, let's hear it. Okay. Yesterday, Kevin and <laughs> Joe invited me out to play and I couldn't go. So that's why I suck. <laughs> I suck because I don't play. Yeah. No, I had, I was on call. Maisie was at a birthday party and Alyssa was out with Dempsey and Lulu. And she's like, can you be on call so you can go pick Maisie up? I was like, okay. And then I stopped at the shop. They're like, you don't want to come play with us? I was like, I wish I could, but I can't. Oh. So on call is just like, as soon as they're ready to go, then yeah, you got to go. Okay. Exactly. That kind of sucks. Well, with that being said, you said why you suck is because you buy too many discs. Well, let's jump right into thrower, hanger, flipper. What'd you get? What did I get? <laughs> oh, I got, I got two. Yeah, he put up the call to the, the internet and the internet gave me suggestions and I sold on, on putters. Uh, Cause I'm taking my advice from Calvin Heimberg. It's never your fault. Always blame something else. Uh, so Perfect. new put, new putters. Uh, so after taking the suggestions, the common denominator was all the same plastic. And then I just needed to kind of pick a putter of what I was feeling. Um, so I bought two flex uh, one P ones. And that Perfect. is replacing the butter situation. <laughs> and by the way, that when I said P2, I meant to put P1. Oh, okay. Because I putted with those P1s for a while when I was trying to just break my judge funk. They're good discs, man. They're good putters. Very, very excited uh, yeah. to, to give them a good good run. The One thing that I have noticed, and I don't know about the Flex one, could I have the Flex 2.5 or Flex 2, whichever ones they are? And they were not glidey. Like compared to a judge, they weren't that glidey. I don't know. Are you experiencing the same thing? I I, ha I literally just got them yesterday, so I haven't oh, okay. uh, haven't uh, broken them out yet. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I went flex one because that's the plastic type I prefer to putt with, and mm -hmm. um, I won't probably use these for like a throwing putter or really an approach. I really just like my envy for that. So these will kind of just strictly just be for putting. So, um, okay. I mean, glad will play a factor into it, but I don't know how much we'll really be able to kind of like pick up on. Sure. But. All right, JP. Uh, let's see. I bought two of the prototype MD fives. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to see how those feel. Cause I've got the, uh, the mutant, the cyber truck in the, in the bag mm -hmm. so i'm excited to try those out and i bought another i bought a cd a stock cd one just to see if it's different than the um crush boys one that came in the mystery box mm -hmm. and i got two door disc wheel sacks very nice <laughs> and i'll throw those around <laughs> <laughs> i did uh i did buy a whale sack and then i also bought a lucid ice orbit emac Ooh, I saw that. Oh, well, yeah. not, not uh, Kevin has one. Kevin and has I saw one, yeah. it. Yeah, it's pretty. So it's kind of I have not interesting received disc. mine yet. And I, I'd like jump the gun because we have some coming in for the shop. I just haven't bought any. I, I just didn't want to wait. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, so there you go. That's what I got. I actually bought a disc. It was kind of cool. And even though I'm kind of, my Emacs situation is coming out of the bag, it's weird because 
I saw those and I was like, well, maybe I will uh, put some Emacs back in my bag. <laughs> Stupid. Cause I just bought all those hexes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that said, let's get into the actual preview of the show. So we're going to talk about DMC. We're going to talk about Crocal. We're going to talk about the preserve picks for this coming week. And uh, Ben's going to be real excited about those because he'll be there. And then we got uh, tour cards. Who's getting them? And then Ben's random question. We'll get into the shop updates. So with that being said, uh, Ben, I'll let you kick it off with the DMC, which yeah, is so currently or finished. It is. It, it just wrapped up. Uh, when there we started recording, they were both probably through 17-ish. Um, but on the MPO side, they only played two rounds as that event was unfortunately halted by weather again um so on the mpo side um ganon burr takes it down uh he wins by three strokes over isaac robinson and then tie for third place was a three i'm sorry a four-way tie uh with greg barsby calvin heinberg ezra robinson and gavin babcock uh all taking third place um the women ended up playing three rounds because they were in the middle of the second round when the weather halted yesterday. So they wrapped up today and then played uh, a full 18. Um, so they played three rounds. Um, but Kristen Tatar wins by six strokes over Missy Gannon. And then a, a <laughs> three-way tie uh, for third place was Jen Allen, Stacey Ronsley, and Macy Valadez. Um, but I notable to mention in tied for sixth place, um, making a triumphant return to, um, you know, playing some good, good golf was Val Mondahano. She came back after, um, I don't want to call it lackluster DDO, but you could tell she was still just getting in the groove of things and mm-hmm. came, came back pretty strong there. Very nice. And then, like you said, always plagued with weather. Cause it wasn't last year also, it was like postponed. They had like the tornadoes yep. or something like that. Yeah, last year I remember the the men ended up playing two full 18s in one day because they were like, that was the whole thing of like, yeah, some of these guys probably haven't done this in like a decade when they were playing B tiers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Anything else to be said about DMC? Uh, just... Large cash. Large cash purses. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. With Tatar. Tatar won the, what, 12? 12 and a half it was Jeez. yeah they had a terry miller said on the broadcast today that the purses were matched i believe is what he said so both winners were taking home twelve thousand five hundred dollars wow and it's the second largest paycheck in Kristen's uh career that's awesome i am desperately trying to find the preserve list for some reason and i can't find it so all right so crocal so really the only thing i want to talk about crocal is <clears throat> is Paul Macbeth washed up? <laughs> um, I watched a little bit of it, and I will say that the course is gorgeous. I want to start with yeah. that, and that it was great. I thought with the like, delays that I at DMC, I ended up putting in some time watching that as well, and it is gorgeous. You're right. Um, but yeah, I I don't know if Paul's washed up, but I don't know. I think. I thought I thought like some of the holes were tight and I thought that, you know, some of them just like all disc golf courses and all disc golf holes can, you know, you can kind of see how things get kind of tight or pinched or, you know, you got to hit lines. So I think that that was just kind of on a few holes. There was just kind of some of his downfall was just like, just didn't hit, hit a tight line or a tight gap, but 
I didn't watch a ton of it, so I do want to just like what I the little bit I saw where he was giving up strokes was just that he just didn't hit lines. Yeah, because he he lost by one stroke to Bradley Williams. Is that correct? That's correct. <clears throat> yeah. So it it just seems uh, I don't know like with him going over there. I know we've kind of beat this horse, so I want to beat it just a little bit more. I don't know if it's quite dead yet. Um, I, I'm interested to see, and I, I I think we're just gonna have to wait for the documentary or whatever the film crew is, or well, I don't know, Instagram update, whatever it may be. But where is his focus? Because is he just at the point where he is starting to wind down as as a player and becoming more of an icon slash ambassador? Or do you think it's just he's just not playing well right now? I don't know. I kind of brought that question up last week, too, because we, we had brought it up a little bit, what his purpose is over there. And yeah, like how what what's the dedication to actually playing as opposed to being, like you said, an am- ambassador. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we probably we won't maybe don't know every all the details. You know, we see the occasional um, Instagram post here and there, but it feels like Hannah's kind of like running his social media and maybe posting yeah. more for, for him than he actually does, you know, or if he's right. got somebody else that'll do it for him. So that's kind of how really it's knows. always been though, is that Hannah really runs the Instagram and YouTube mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Cause you're not seeing YouTube videos coming. You're not seeing anything. And it seems like a really good instance of being able to capitalize on going over there. Um, Jonathan from lat 64, of course. Um, and we'll pause hundred thousand subscribers. Fantastic. That's great. And what a great post about it for, from Jonathan. Like I thought his video for that alone was fantastic because it seemed truly awe inspiring and for him. So good for him. It was inspirational to say the least. Um, so our 73, you need to tell your friends so we can, (laughs) so we can get there. Actually, where are we at right now? I don't even know where we're at for YouTube. So, um, but with that being said, I just feel like he's missing up, uh, missing out on so much. Because if his focus is ambassador and growing and like exposing the sport and you know all those things, like man, he's missing out on the largest part of what he could be doing with it. I know it's boots on the grounds and doing that stuff, but I feel like he's just missing. He's missing a step. But it's not just Paul because there's other. Americans over there, you know, kind of doing the same thing. Like Bradley's there. No, Nate Perkins is there. Scott Stokely's over there. Scott mm-hmm. Stokely's traveling all over the world right now, kind of helping spread the news of, of disc golf. I mean, obviously they're not up at Paul's level, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, there's just other people out there that, I mean, can get the word out beyond him. Yeah. yeah. But he's just that icon that, he's the magnet he you know he right drives everything so i don't know yeah you know what i can i can understand the burden of instagram like it's not that i know it but i can understand it where it's just it's a chore i mean it's a chore to pull out your phone and record things especially if you're not that type of person that wants to have your phone out all the time it becomes a chore i understand that a hundred percent so maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just the wrong people in the wrong seats for that. 
Well, I'm surprised too because it doesn't seem like Discraft is really posting much about it either. Or I don't mm-hmm. know what Paul's reporting back to Discraft, but you don't hear them mention much about it. No, no, not at all. So maybe there's uh, NDAs and stuff signed yeah, with this documentary, and they're just trying know, gonna wait be. and hype that up because. If I remember from maybe a Nick and Matt show from a while ago, it seems like this was going to be like on one of the arms of like Discovery or something or like some streaming, hmm. like a like a actual yeah, like a it was like Discovery Europe or something. Yeah. Yeah. So. So who knows? Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's kind of all I wanted to talk about. Paul Macbeth and Crocole. And um, so if you have anything else to add, now's the time. If not, we'll get to our preserve picks. All right, on to preserve. So, Ben is leaving at 3.30 a.m. Friday morning to get to the preserve, right? Yeah, that's correct. I got about a five-hour drive ahead of us, uh, and I want to be there to experience all the things and make sure I'm there in time for FPO feature cards. Perfect. Perfect. Just make sure you bring gloves. Because I know there's going to be a lot of Prodigy discs there, so <laughs> they're the presenting sponsor. But uh, I don't think that they have the same rules that other uh, other events do. Because Kale's like okay. still opening it up for vendors and stuff. So oh, good, good. Okay, good. <clears throat> All right. So we want to start with preserve picks. We will do um, three male, three female, and then or three MPO, three FPO, and then we will do a um honorable mention because i've been wanting to do an honorable mention because i've had in the back of my mind like oh i should pick this person and then they blow up and they like no i mean they do awesome they like go off and so i want to make sure we get those out there because now when i say their name they're not going to do well so (laughs) jp why don't you start Um, okay and you can start mpo fpo whichever one your heart desires What's awesome is I was looking at Preserve Championship and there's Me. the yeah, sure. no, there's a tournament called the Other Preserve Championship in Holland, Michigan. <laughs> That's awesome. <coughs> Excuse me. In August. Yeah. Just wanted to throw that out there. I thought that was nice. kind of funny. Okay. So I'm gonna start MPO. I'm for to win. I'm going to take Calvin. Mm-hmm. Second, because I know he's done well out there. I'm going to take Simon. Mm-hmm. Choices. Good and choices. third, I'm going to take I'm take somebody else. That's kind of a Nico Castro, past oh, winner. Past winner. There you go. All right. Ben, you want to go next? I'm going to take, for the win, uh, Eagle McMahon. I... Mm think that he's had some time off so i think he's going to be the boy from boulder with the shoulder yeah i think he's going to come back and then i'm in strong and then i'm going to pick chris dickerson and then i am going to also pick simon okay so i'll round out the three with simon um so i will go third place simon i'm going to do second place gosage no i lie yes no I'm using Gossage as my dark horse. So I'm going to do Ganon Burr as second and then Calvin first. <clears throat> and none of us picked Ricky. He's there. 
So, and yeah. Gossage will be my um, underdog pick. What about you guys? You guys didn't pick an underdog. I know I forgot about it real quick. Uh, I was say Kyle Klein. Oh, good choices. Good call. I'm going to pick uh, Corey Ellis. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll start with the FAPO. We <laughs> so uh, in third, I am going to take Hanson. Ella Hanson. In second, I am going to... Hanley and then Tatar. And then my honorable mention is going to be Haley King. <clears throat> and then whoever wants to go. Ben. Okay, I'll go. I uh, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Kristen Tatar to win. I'm going to pick um Ella Hansen to take second, and then I'm going to take um, Emily Beach to take third, and then my dark horse, Juliana Korber. Hmm. Okay, cool. And All right. I'm going to take Kristen to win. I'm going to take Kat second. Kat Al- or no, Allen. Katrina Allen. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to take Ella Hansen third. And then not really that dark of a horse, but I'm going to take Macy Valdez as my honorable mention. <laughs> not really that dark of a horse. That sounds bad. All right. <laughs> you said dark horse. I, I whatever. You, you guys have one more pick you got to make. I'm playing Black Bear on Monday, and I've set the line at seven and a half over for myself. Seven and a half. Over. Over. Over par. Seven and a half. Seven and a half over par. Now, are you taking the over or the under on that? Do you think I'll shoot better or worse? There's no hard so feelings last... if you take the, the minimum over. Didn't last year, like, seven under was... No, no, no. It was like nine under. I'm just trying to go off memory. I think it was nine under was the leader. Because overall, it was like 30... Oh, no, 23 over, wasn't it, for the winner? Oh, I can, I mean, I can pull that up real quick. Here we got. Uh, I'm going to take over, I think. Bradley Williams won at 32 under. 32. Oh, that's about Bradley 32. Williams. Um, I'm going to take the over. No offense. Just going to take the over. I didn't, yeah, I said no, <laughs> no, I said no hard feelings. So that means eight or over. Eight or over, you would hit. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I think I'm going to take over. But just like, yeah, like eight or nine. Uh, because I feel confident in my abilities, I feel like I can do better than that. Because when I was looking at the caddy book um, earlier this week, there are some short ones that I think I can attack. Like there are, so there's a couple, there's like three mm-hmm. or four that are like th- around true, the 320 are. mark. They have a couple Mandos, but I think I can attack them and um, for sure par, but maybe have a, a decent look at, at getting some, a couple, at least a couple of birdies out there. Did they increase artificial OB this year or did they keep it basically all natural? 
it's pretty much the same as you've seen it in the past. Um, okay. The only thing that that they've made some changes on that Kale's made changes on is just T-Box locations. They've just kind of pushed them back or angled them or a couple of them. Like five has just like a different angle okay. that they're kind of going. So like you just kind of have to throw a different shot shape. And I think looking at the cat, comparing the caddy book from last year to this year, I think it was just like, well, we just like the thought process in my brain was like kale probably thought like oh we asked them to throw the same type of tee shot twice like let's change it so like it's it requires a different attacking point of it which i think makes sense oh absolutely absolutely so what's the deal too there's three holes that there's no spectators just because it's tough to get back in there is that what what's up yeah so from what i saw from, from what was is like five six and seven are no spectator zones um because it's it is so tight woods like that like there's the one where it's like a short like little tunnel shot and i think it's just like a safety thing so but when i was looking at coverage from last year basically like on the final day you will be able to walk back there but you're going to be very limited as to what you can actually like do like they're going to have it roped and like you're just following the mob at that point sure so well, hopefully there's a mob, unlike DDO, which <clears throat> kind of screwed their spectators because of the uh, or the amount of spectators because they changed the weekends of the AM events. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen with uh, the preserve, but I don't think so. I mean, the preserve, that area has a huge population of disc golfers. I mean, BRP's right there and that whole crew is just, I mean, it'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm genuinely excited. I think like the biggest thing is is that this event's drawn well and there's never been an AM event for it. So it's just, you know, it's purely just spectators. And I've talked to a couple of people that have gone in the past before and they've said like the Fly Mart's really good. All the pros ba- camp on site for this event. So like they'll oh, be great. there to sell all their stuff. So should be a good okay. time. Good. Awesome. All right, Ben, you want to talk about tour cards and who's going to get them Let's see who's on the cut line for yeah for sure maybe not getting yeah so right now we have basically um kind of crossed the halfway point of the season as in terms of the, where the tour is at number of elite series we've played um so just kind of a good time to reflect and see like uh where things kind of stand as far as the um the points go for not only the tour championship, but for also who is going to earn a tour card uh, for next year. So on the MPO side, it'll be the top 80 uh, men will receive uh, a tour card based on points and the top 40 on FPO. Um, and then if you are outside of those figures and you finish top 10 on MPO and top five for FPO at a major, you'll earn a tour card, a, top five and top three for elite series and silver series or silver event winners will also earn a tour card. Um, If you do earn your way into the tour championship, you will receive a two year exemption and you will earn a tour card for both 2024 and 2025. And then still haven't really heard much about how this is being handled, but there's also a, a, a series of events that will award you a tour card of some qualifying events. Haven't seen any of that. But uh, just kind of taking a look at the top list right now, and let's kind of pull out a couple of names that are below the cut line for the tour card. 
um, Chandler Fry, Zach Melton, Johnny McRae, uh, AJ Carey, um, though Clint Calvin, uh, Noah Meinsma. So just these are some guys that are out of that. I know earlier we kind of talked about um, like guys like uh, Casey White was outside of the that line, and he mm-hmm. has climbed his way in with some good uh, finishes there. Um, and then uh, just shuffling a bit over to FPO, um, who might be outside the line. And then um, so Leah Sinaginny is uh, – the last person in there. And then uh, if you listen to the previous episode with via JP, my pick of the future, Rachel Turton is knocking on the door. She's at 41. So she might earn a tour card. Um, but then uh, Val Mandahano will, she's outside of the, the line, but she will receive an exemption more than likely due to injury. So I would for sure think that she'll be there, but Alan Widboom is outside of that line. Um, that appears to be kind of it as far as um, kind of notables on the on the FPO side of things. Okay. Um, so no no big upsets as of right now. I mean, I, they can still come down the line, but as of right now, it's kind of the individuals that you would expect to not be, or you're really not paying attention to them anyways, are the ones that are sitting outside. Correct. I would say just from a local standpoint, Lindsay fish is kind of climbing up. She could earn a tour card. She's from two rivers. Okay. Hmm. That's uh, great. And if you guys want, I can just kind of mention where things stand as far as if there's anybody on the cut line for the tour championship. Yeah. Well, let's go for it. Um, so on the MPO side, uh, the tour championship will be comprised of the top 32 points finishers. If there's somebody outside of the top 32 that has finishes within a certain criteria, um, basically wins at majors, elites, elite pluses, um, and playoffs, they will take the spot of the lowest remaining spot uh, on their respective fields. So the notable one is Parker Welk, who just won DDO. Um, he is in 44th right now for points. So he actually, um, will take the lowest remaining spot. So he will bump Robert Burridge, who is in 32nd place. Um, notable dude is Parker well, is making a splash. He's just like turning it on. It's incredible. Oh, hopefully he can keep it up. Uh, notables outside of that would not, if it ended today, that would not qualify for the tour championship. Nico LaCastro, Eric Oakley, uh, Jake Hebenheimer, Drew Gibson, uh, Gavin Rathbun, uh, Andrew Marweed, Albert Tom, Paul Uliberry, Chandler Kramer, Luke Humphreys, uh, Greg Barsby, Nate Sexton, Kale LaVisca, Jeremy Colling. Wow. Thomas Gilbert, Colton Montgomery, Casey White, uh, AJ Carey, but I had mentioned him before. But yeah, so that's pretty much those are all like the big big names that would not qualify that would earn a tour card, but would not qualify on the MPO side for the tour championship. And then top uh, same criteria as far as finishes and getting in, but the cut line is just a little bit uh, smaller. So top twenty will get in. Um, 
So outside of that, Holly Finley, Jen Allen, Hannah Wynn, Hannah Blomroos, Juliana Corver, Stacey Haas, Madison Walker, Evelina Solomon, Erica Stitchcomb, Cynthia Ricciotti, Caroline Henderson, Kona Montgomery, uh, Paige Shue. Those are all notable names that would not earn themselves a position into the Pro Tour Championship this year. And um, there's no like final two playoff this year to get in. Like it's just a straight cut. So do you think it is time that they expand the field or is, I mean, cause think about all those notable names that are not making it. Do you think it's time that they expand the field or is it to keep it that elite is important? I think it's good that you keep it the elite just because then your, your, your payout makes it a true elite championship. Because if you open the field, then based on how they they structure it, then you're just more people are getting cash. Right. All right. Well, cool. Thanks for those updates. Now we get to go right back to you, Ben. You got a random question for us this week? Yeah. What's the strangest thing in your fridge right now? <laughs> huh. Kippered snacks. <laughs> are you familiar with what those are? I'm not. They're nope. Smoked canned sardines. <laughs> um, they're like the little like tins, and you like roll the lid off. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the smoked canned sardines. So someone gave it to us, and I love smoked oysters. I thought they were smoked oysters and I rolled them up and I saw the little fishies and I was like, nope, sorry. <laughs> so they're just sitting in my fridge right now. <laughs> Stinking it up. It's horrible. So there you go. That's mine. But people tell me they're good on saltine crackers. I just can't do it. That doesn't sound good at all. Mine's kimchi. It's not really strange, but it's just not like it's just kind of an outlier. I have kimchi in my fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do too. Kimchi's awesome. I'm not a sauerkraut guy, but I like kimchi for some reason. I don't know. What about you, JP? <sighs> like, like dino nuggets or what? Yeah, those aren't strange, man. Those, are, <laughs> those aren't those strange. Are all, man. But yeah. for JP. Those are pretty strange for Jamie. No, I just had some today. Yeah. I just got some today. Yeah. <laughs> throw them in the air fryer for seven minutes at 350? Awesome. I don't have an air fryer. What do you do? A traditional? Jeez. Yeah. Stick I do have a bone other. to pick with the air fryer marketing and branding. Ooh. It's just a convection well, oven. It, it is just a convection oven. Agreed. It's not, you are not doing anything different. It's just a convection oven. You're not frying <laughs> anything. Smaller. Have you uh, noticed that microwaves now that used to be convection microwaves are now called microwave air fryers? <laughs> what? Straight That's jam. crazy. That is. Oh, exactly. Huh. But they're oh, also man. doing it on the restaurant industry side, just so you know. I was looking up microwaves because one of our line microwaves went out. Actually, the one on our uh, server side, like we rarely use it, but when it goes out, we need it. And uh, I was looking them up and sure enough, air fryer microwaves. And I'm just like, why do you just call them convection microwaves? Like, where did that whole segment go? (laughs) 
I don't have anything strange in our refrigerator. Like Alyssa hasn't bought anything strange recently. <laughs> Usually she's like always has like something kind of weird because she's vegetarian that's in the fridge. I'm like, this doesn't sound good to me. Like this doesn't sound good to me. Like it's not weird well, that like she's vegetarian, but like we'll pivot then. What's the <laughs> okay, what's the most unique condiment you have then? Like, is there a special, oh, like a, like a special mm. mustard or like a, a barbecue sauce or something that you got Yeah, I mean, we just have jalapeno relish. No, I'll see. Oh, I have it. That's what you have. <laughs> Not unique. I mean, we just have like some teriyaki sauce. We have some honey barbecue sauce. We have um, you salsa. Like, like I white I bread food. Like you guys make fun of Matt Yates. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> JP, I keep pointing this way because this is the direction he is on my screen. JP is very white bread when it comes to food. I like JP. Do you want to come have pho with us? Have what? Pho. <laughs> pho. Pho. Yeah. You've never What's had pho? No, I don't think I have. Oh, it's it's a it's Vietnamese. Uh, rice noodle soup with uh consomme broth and it has uh beef beef meatballs and and rib we'll take you to full lodge because you know they're an unofficial official sponsor of casual relief because we usually end up going there before we record the episode so we'll take you there it's the only it's the only place you need to go for fun it's like it's like really fancy ramen shane don't even don't even do that (laughs) Don't really even. Those are two different cultures, two different countries, very different. They are not the same. JP, <laughs> I'm sorry that you had this poor introduction to pho. One is one is Japanese, one is Vietnamese. Pho is Vietnamese. <laughs> All right. So we see where his passions lie. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently Asian food. <laughs> yes. I've been to like almost every Asian food place in the greater Green Bay area. And I keep a power ranking index. It's all four of them. Dude, we have way more than that. <laughs> there actually Green Bay's culinary scene is not bad. It's not we've bad. Got, at all. We've got Thai, we've got two Indian restaurants, we've got three pho places, but I only go to one because it's legendary. In and many Chinese, real Mexico. Yeah, is it P H O? Is that right? Like yep. the little accent thing on the O? Okay, I always I always called it pho, pho. <laughs> yeah, like P H O, but pho. Okay, yeah, got it. All right, I'm willing to try it. Let's go. All right, you got to set up the date because I want to be there too. I don't know if I can let you in. The pho lodge is a holy experience for me, and if you're going to be calling it ramen. <laughs> wow, I feel so slighted. And you, you, add, you text Matt and Michael right now, and you let them know. They'll let you know t- my experiences and the way that I feel about pho lodge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of pho... How about we get to what we're bringing into the shop? <laughs> Not pho. pho. Oh, here to hear first. Door disc golf is going to start selling pho out of the back. No, no. That'd be oh. awesome. Have a little something in the back, like at least a grill. <laughs> so where the Wisco Disco or Wisco Wares is now. Yeah. Um, 
there was going to be a smoothie slash Asia shop there. But then they opened one down the shot, the street, and the the lady bailed on it because they oh, opened one uh, behind. It's called Beach Bowl. It's behind uh, Hydeside, like on the corner there. Oh, so dude, I do, I do enjoy a good acai bowl. Wait, like Hydeside, like um, the boutique, or like the one that's down at like Founders Square. Founders Square. Okay. Yeah. So it's right behind that. It's where I don't remember what it used to be. Like, it used to be the beach store. Yeah, like beach whatever. body or beach. Yeah, something like that. Or something. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So we do have a large DD order coming in. It's almost 170 discs, I believe, something like that. Um, but it does have some of the uh, Lucid Orbit or Lucid Ice Orbit, some of those things. Uh, we did get a huge uh, Zing Mini order in. And just to tell you, I ordered exclusively UV Metal Flake Zing Mini minis that are be coming in as well and we found a few uvs in the uh, zing minis that we had so mm -hmm. i reached out to craig like, hey craig can you do just uv like an entire order of just uv with like metal flake in it and he was like you got a logo <laughs> i was like yeah you have it for like the 15th time and he was like oh yeah <laughs> so we have quite a few of those coming in. And if we get them in before the next uh, flex, that'll be part of the package, um, the player pack for the flex. They're cool. If we can get them in. Yeah, they are pretty neat. But yeah, you don't really realize. You just look like, oh, these are white minis with, and then you walk outside and they just go dark purple right away. It's super cool. Super cool. So, um, and then we are in process with working on a stamp, a multicolor stamp for discs and Harvey in the Door County. So as soon as we get that uh, proof back, hopefully I can approve it and then be on our way. So outside of that, I don't have anything else. Watch for me on coverage. Ooh. So watch for Ben. What, what are you going to wear? Uh, some Circle 1 gear, more than likely. With oh, the, you're going to be course. kitted up. With my Harvey. With my Harvey. All I don't right. know. You just, just follow me on Instagram. You'll, you'll see where I'm at. All right. All right. So and so you're not going to do it naked, though? No shrieking? Jumping into the Mississippi River? Just... Ah. What would you give me? Uh, I'd give you I bet James vibe. Conrad does it. <laughs> if, but yeah, it but would if be I'm a gonna... way to make a splash. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm going to... I'm not talking about that. If I'm going to streak during yeah. the middle of the event, I got to get something out of it. Like, are you going to post my bail? If you streak Curtis, and you get arrested, golf. <laughs> I'll, I'll post your bail. I'll post your bail. And it can't be a huge one. A couple hundred bucks, I bet. I'm unfamiliar with the state laws of Minnesota. <laughs> but <laughs> the other thing that we're playing around with is, is that, uh, or we're playing with fire in the event that there will be children present. So mm, yeah, now, we're yeah. well, now we're crossing into felony territory. Just... Um, Use it like a banana hammock and then do it that way. Okay. <laughs> Don't like where this is going. <laughs> All right. Well, JP, anything else? Um, good luck to everybody this week at Amworlds and Junior Worlds. And Juliana's there yes. this week. Yes. So that's yeah, she's pretty been exciting. posting up a storm. Yeah, so. she had mixed doubles today. Yeah. So and good I for think her. They tied for 
third is what it looks like. Okay, great. I don't know if there's another round, but yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And then uh, I don't know if there's really anything else. Just uh, appreciate your help. Appreciate your support. And I think just make sure you keep it a subpar. And then in the words of JP, deuces in the toilet. (laughs) 